Well, all eyes on a courtroom in Gatineau, Quebec today. A Major General Danny Forte, the former head of Canada's COVID-19 vaccine campaign, uh, was found not guilty of sexual assault. A civilian judge acquitted Forte over an allegation that dates back uh, to 1988. The Superior Court Justice found the complainant was likely sexually assaulted, but multiple discrepancies meant it was impossible to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that Forte was the perpetrator. Here is Forte. I did not do what I was accused of. Did not. I'm not guilty and I'm innocent. I can see that the complainant genuinely believes she was assaulted. Victims of assault need and deserve our support. But the fact, though, is that I was nowhere close to her room, the night in question or at any other time. Now, Forte was the officer in charge of Ottawa's COVID-19 vaccine rollout until May of 2021 when he was removed from the post after these allegations came to light. He claims he was removed due to political interference and wants to be reinstated in some way, shape or form. So what now? Joining me is lawyer Rory Fowler. He's a retired lieutenant colonel in the Canadian Forces who now practices military law. Thank you for your time. Good afternoon, Ben. Now, this was a, uh, a civilian case, but uh, there are a lot of implications, I guess, for Major General Forte, for the forces and so on. But just to the case itself, uh, s- some gaps there in terms of the judge wanting to believe beyond a reasonable doubt about exactly what the what um, the alleged victim in this case remembered and didn't remember from the time. Yeah, so we have to remember that even though this was prosecuted before a civil court of criminal jurisdiction, it was actually investigated by the military police. Right, uh, And one of the principal reasons why it was pros- uh, prosecuted before a civil court and not a court-martial, in addition to the minister's policy that was announced a year ago, uh, this is also one that predated the jurisdiction of courts-martial over allegations of sexual assault arising within Canada. Oh, interesting. That's okay. why it was before the civil court. So not because of the new rules, but because of the it had to come in before the old rules. That's right. It, okay. Even if they'd wanted to prosecute it by a court-martial, they wouldn't have been able to. If you break down the judgment, and I anticipate that we will eventually get a written version of Judge Meredith's judgment, the key thing to remember in this matter is the issue that was at dispute throughout the trial was the identity of the accused. Major General Forte was not alleging that the complainant was never sexually assaulted because he wouldn't know he wasn't there. When we go back to the test for the evaluation of evidence that is typically used in cases where there's allegations of sexual assault. That's a test from the Queen and WD from 1991, Supreme Court of Canada judgment. And it sets out a three-part test for determining how the evidence is going to be accepted. First, if you believe the evidence of the accused, obviously you must acquit. And that obviously presumes that the accused says, I didn't do it. Mm -hmm. Second, if you do not believe the testimony of the accused, but you are left with a reasonable doubt, you must acquit because that recognizes the threshold for criminal prosecution, proof beyond a reasonable doubt. Third, even if you are not left in doubt by the evidence of the accused, you must ask yourself whether on the basis of the evidence which you do accept, you are convinced beyond a reasonable doubt by that evidence of the guilt of the accused. And it sets out a a three-stage test. So clearly, if you believe the accused and, and reject the evidence of the complainant, you're going to acquit. But more than that, that signals that even if the test were the threshold were lower. Even if the proof was required only on a balance of probabilities, you'd still acquit because you believe the accused. What what happens to Major General Forte now? Because he was in a very prominent position when this all began. Uh, Now that he's been been acquitted, what happens? So the reason I was going through that test uh, of evidence is because 
based upon what we understand from Judge Meriden, is he accepted the evidence of General Forte that he was not there, that he did not do it. And he rejected the evidence of the complainant regarding identity because for the various inconsistencies in her testimony, it was not credible. And the judge is very clear. It doesn't mean that he doesn't believe her with respect to being assaulted. He rejected the complainant's evidence with respect to the identity. And that's crucial for what the Canadian forces can or should do at this stage, because we have to remember that General Forte, for all intents and purposes, has been relieved from performance of military duty since he was removed from his position almost two years ago. And in fact, he, like every other general or flag officer who has been removed from their duties based upon allegations, to my knowledge, none of them benefited from the regulatory regime created under the Queen's regulations and orders for relief from performance of military duty. So in effect, all of these general officers were relieved from performance of military duty, but not in accordance with the law. General Forte alleges that the decision wasn't even made by the CDS in his pleadings before the federal court. He alleged, and there was evidence to support that, that the decisions were made by the CDS's political masters. Indeed, even the CDS's notes tended to indicate that it wasn't a decision by the CDS. And we have a chief of the defense staff, a minister of national defense, and a prime minister whose track record with respect to decision-making affecting senior members of the Canadian forces is driven not by procedural fairness, but by a fear of what certain people in certain segments of our society might say or do if certain decisions are not made. And that is not a proper exercise of statutory powers. Yeah, because he said today that he believed it was due to political interference that he wants an equivalent job back. That's right. And you've got a general officer who there's no conviction. There's no, based upon what we've seen thus far, evidence that's sufficiently credible to conclude that there was any wrongdoing over 30 years ago. So the question that faces the CDS now and his political masters is, what are you going to do about a general officer who has not been convicted of anything and where you don't really have evidence or at least reliable evidence that he ever did something wrong in that context? and who has a relatively impressive track record of service to his country and to the crown over 30 years. So one could argue that the only reasonable and procedurally fair thing to do is to reinstate him in an appropriate job for a major general. Because this is an officer who, just like all of us, needs to benefit from the procedural fairness that's built into the various systems that affect them. What would imagine as the forces try to work out how this is going to evolve, these cases are going to be tested and so on, that it's important that all these different scenarios be worked out as well. So in this case, you have uh, what appeared to be a very credible case from the from the complainant, um, a judge who clearly believed that Major General Forte uh, was, as he said, not there. And now you have to figure out what to do with him. It seems like that is equally important to this whole process as any other outcome. Yes, and I would be surprised if the Chief of the Defense Staff and the Minister of National Defense and Prime Minister didn't have a conversation about this before today. Mm-hmm. It's it's not like this judgment came as a surprise. If they're not going to reinstate him, they've got to have a justifiable reason why they're not going to do that. My worry is that a bunch of people are going to sit around the table and ask themselves, how can we reverse engineer an outcome where we can get rid of General Forte and we can try and uphold that Because they've got to think that if they do something that's adverse to his interests, he's already gone to federal court once, he'll go to federal court again. And my big fear is that they're going to trot out crown prerogative to justify an arbitrary decision. 
rather than take the evidence on its face, provide a procedurally fair process, and make a reasonable decision that can be justified by the evidence. The problem with that, though, is the only reasonable decision that can be justified by the evidence that they've currently got is to reinstate him and let him carry on with his career. And that's not going to satisfy certain people who have taken outrage to be their vocation. Rory Fowler, we'll leave it at that. Thank you so much. You're welcome.